up, y'all? It's your girl, Kim, and I'm on the patio. Today, there ain't no company because, yo, you don't always have company on the patio. Sometimes you by yourself. So what I do out here, I bullshit, fuck around on my phone. I scroll through Facebook, and I was on TikTok the other day. And this gentleman, I won't put his TikTok name out there, but he posted something that kind of resonated with me. He was like, Girl, women don't um, date, um, don't think that dates to the museum and stuff like that are real dates. They think they late. So I posed the question as a comment and I was like, well, who are these women? Uh, who, who do they think they are? You know, where do they think they need to go? You know, where they prefer it? Is it because it doesn't really cost that much money? I mean, do they have a funding cap on these on these dates in their head? What is it? You know, do they feel like it's a cheap date? What happened to quality, meaning a thoughtful date over quantity, which means how much the freaking date costs? I just want to know. You know, I don't go on dates. I don't date. I'm not a dater. I'm a relationship person, and that makes it very hard for me. Uh, I do have a little catty side, so, you know, sometimes that override what my mind is saying, but fuck it. You know, I'm human. I'm trying to be a good person. I'm still working on it. I ain't perfect. And if I ain't got my meds, just in believe. <laughs> you don't want none of this. This ain't what you want. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic of the lame dates. Why would a, a date to the museum be lame? I would be I would be floored because I'm a hopeless romantic and stuff like that. That get me. Now, I do know there are women out there who believe, hmm, if he taking me to the museum, does that mean he don't got enough money? Some museums are free. Some museums don't cost more than $25 per an adult. What if she not interested in the arts and museum and stuff like that? Is she thinking that's not considerate? I mean... I wish I could answer all these questions for all these women or, you know, for myself from all these women or for, for the men from all these women. But that's like bizarre. I mean, I, movie dates, dinner dates, lunch dates, coffee dates. That's nothing. That's nothing to me. That's not thoughtful to me. That means you just want to do the bare minimum. You just want to do the average. So I'm going to roll with the flow. But, hey, it's whatever. Eventually, you know, Dutch dates. You know, you take care of your bill. I take care of my bill. Or sometimes take the man out. What's wrong with that? But anyway, these lame dates. I don't get it. What's considered a lame date? He thinks that the women he encountered believe that museums are a lame date. Well, if museums are a lame date, is a lame date walking in the park? Is a lame date him cook, making you a nice breakfast and bringing it to you and y'all sit outside and just have a conversation because y'all don't live together? Hopefully. If you do, well, no, that's a whole nother story. And if you're married, then this doesn't even matter to you because you and your husband got what you got going. I'm strictly talking about women who are just dating. I understand that I gave the caveat that I'm not a dater, but I also 
don't get asked on dates. So it don't matter to me, especially now that I cut all my hair off. But what? This ain't about me. It's about what y'all believe about lame dates. I really wish I could have some comments right now because I know my sisters are blowing me up. Every time I do a podcast, I know they blowing me up like, bitch, are you a dude or, or are you a female? Because you always siding with the dudes. And it's not that I'm siding with the dudes. It's just I know how dudes think. I know how dudes vibe. I know how dudes act. I done been through so much shit that a dude could put you through that I could pretty much be a dude if I wanted to. But nah, I like dudes, so I don't want to be what they are. I want to be able to be soft and feminine. See, here I go, getting off on a tangent. We're supposed to be talking about lame dates, and here I go. But that's what I do. I, just, I talk, and I love to talk, as long as I'm talking about the right shit, as long as I'm talking to the right people. I don't like nobody stealing my energy. I don't like nobody stealing my life. If we have great conversation, we have great conversation. That's what's up. But let's let's leave it at conversation. Let's not take it no further. That's what's up. Anyway, lame dates. Hmm. I'm trying to think of some lame dates I've been on. But technically, you know, as a dude once told me, you should be grateful for anyone that wants to take you on a date. It's really not that I need to be grateful for it because I could take myself on a date or I could take him on a date. It's just I should appreciate the fact that I was taken out when I could have just been sitting home. But the way that dude was coming at me, hey, here you go. Here's your little dinner money right on back. Yeah, I paid him back. I don't give a fuck. I paid for my own meal. You ain't going to sit here and talk to me sideways. See, here I go. Talking about some shit that don't got nothing to do with the topic, lame dates. That's why I prefer my podcast to be just freestyle, free form, and free flowing. Because conversations don't stay on one topic. They always lead into other topics. I'm sitting here talking to y'all. Ain't got nobody to talk to. So it make it even easier for me to transition into other fucking topics because... I'm not going to sit here and talk about lame dates for no 30, 45 minutes. Not to myself. Hell no, that's bullshit. If I'm going to talk, I'm just going to talk. If y'all like it, y'all like it. If y'all don't, y'all don't. Fuck it. I'm trying not to cuss that much because, you know, I am going through a spiritual journey. But, hey, I'm still me. And I'm always going to be me. I may be a progressive version of me. I know that this is not who I am in the future. But this is who I am now, which is going to get me elevated to the woman in the future that I become. Always evolving. Every year I get better and better. You don't understand. But anyway, let me talk to y'all about these main things again. Because I don't know why. Seeing that's the topic that I chose, I better kind of speak, kind of stick to it. And yeah, I'm nervous. Fuck it. I ain't used to having to sit here by myself. So, please bear with me, y'all. Lame dates, lame dates, lame dates. Let's see. Um, Yeah, I can't really think of them. I guess it's because I really haven't been 
in the dating scene since 2018 and when I decided in 2021 that I was going to try and be in the dating scene for the next whole year and some change, it was ebb, flow, disaster, happy, down, crying, freaking suicidal thoughts, all that shit. Yeah, suicidal thoughts, all that shit. But, hey, you stick in, you try to stick out, stick with a lane dating situation if you build a great friendship with that person and if you if you can understand a person's situation then a lame date ain't a lame date all you gotta do is say hey you know I appreciate this date but it's really not my thing but I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to ruin the date that's how you take care of a lame date because if you're interested in that dude and you think that him taking you to a museum is a lame date, guess what? Your ass going to be sitting on the fucking couch waiting for another motherfucker to call you because it won't be him. You hear me? It won't be him. Hey, it's real shit. And if it is him, you're one of the lucky ones, but I'm telling you now, he's going to go through what he can go through so he can smash They'll tell you all the bullshit in the world that you want to hear. That you want to hear. He ain't going to tell you everything. Just the shit you want to hear. And then smash. And then, you know, hey, it's going to be, let me get this one too. And let me get this one too. Now, all of a sudden, here I go again, going off of freaking topics. Lame dates. I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to think back to when I was actually in the dating scene trying to actually date man i don't know how y'all do it i'm in my 40s so it make it even worse for me because i have a child under double digits and they ain't trying to hear that shit (laughs) so they like you got my grandchild fuck that you ain't available I'm glad this old shit, this motherfucker say it's live. I hope it's not live because I'm being very, very embarrassed. But anyway, because there ain't no way I can stop it. (sighs) Anyway, as you can see, I'm all over the place. So I'm going to say that we're not even going to talk about late dates anymore because your girl Kim, she can't stay focused. So we're just going to talk. Let's see. What's going on with me? Let me tell y'all something. It's tough when you have mental illnesses and you have mental health issues and you entrust people with that knowledge. So now I'm entrusting everybody with that knowledge that, yes, I do suffer from mental health issues. And when you're medicated, like I am, for those mental health issues and the medication is not available for you at the moment and you're awaiting it it makes things very very difficult to separate things that are running around in your mind like they sprinting for life from a lion or something to what's going on in reality what really is and I went through some shit like that and It gave me clarity on a lot of things. It hurt me. 
But the first time it hurt me, it hurt me. The second time it hurt me, it hurt me in a different way. Both times my heart was broken, but the first time my heart was broken, I was like devastated, crying, da da da. I cut all my hair off. Um, yeah. Second time, it hurt me in a rage where I didn't have my medication and it pushed me to the brink of one, knowing the reality of some stuff. Two, allowing the madness that's going on, that was going on in my mind at the time to get the better of me. And I did some shit that I probably shouldn't have did. And I tried to make amends about it. But hey, you can only put up with what you can put up with. And once you get to that brink, especially if that person is a vested friend and a lover, yeah, let me stop this video. This is, this won't be good for me because, yeah. Let's just say, stand on your word because all your word, all you have is your word to stand on. That's all. Be transparent. Be truthful. Not deceptive truthful, but truthful. So what? You may not get what you want out of it. You've already manipulated enough of the situation to get what you wanted, to get where you're at. So let it go. Let it go. Don't give somebody hope where there's no hope to be had. Don't play on somebody's weaknesses or illnesses to manipulate a situation in your favor. And... If you're going to be there for somebody, be there regardless of your situation. Because you never know what the outcome's going to be on the other end if you don't. That's all I'm saying. No, I didn't hurt nobody. No, I didn't murder nobody. No, I didn't fight nobody. Nothing. So don't even think that. But had I been more in a rational state of mind, I would have had conversation versus aggressiveness in my conversation. Yeah, I probably would have still left frustrated or whatever, but I may have still wanted to be friends. But now, even though I'm a forgiving person, I'm not a trusting person. So every and anything you do or say, I'm not going to believe. Unless it's, hey, we're just hanging out like we homeboys, like we like we girlfriends, chit-chatting. I don't normally expose certain things about me to other people. And to have been allowed myself to be so exposed to this one particular person, he stole light from me. He absorbed energy 
that wasn't his from me. And although I allowed it to happen, I allowed it to happen on the pretense of what I was being minorly showed and minorly told. So I've learned my lesson. A snake is a snake is a snake. And even if that snake comes in friendship skin, it's going to shed. And I learned my lesson. I can't say that I'll ever let my walls down like that again. But hey, dating, dating is some bullshit. <laughs> That's just for the birds. Now, I ain't never been married. And if I can't get through the dating stage, I don't know how I'll ever get married. But, yeah. So, like, a lot of my friends, they used to pump me up and be like, girl, you're so beautiful. Well, that's all before I found out I had some mental illnesses. Now, when I found out about the mental illnesses, it sure did explain a lot of the stuff I allowed myself to go through. And still allow myself to go through sometimes. It's just, I really wish when you finally open up to the person and tell them about your mental illness and tell them the specifics or they get to actually witness some of the changes you go through, that they would have more patience and understanding and come to you and sit you down and talk to you and say, hey, now that you're stabilized, we need to talk and there was a lot of shit that you did or said or whatever that I really didn't like or I really didn't appreciate. And let's talk about it. Now, granted, you got to be willing to own up your part. But if you're so narcissistic and egotistic, you're always going to want to be the victim in the situation. And it's funny coming from an empath that a narcissist would always want to be come from the <laughs> come from that aspect, but it's true because the narcissist is actually the submissive in the situation. The mental health person, that's the dominant person in the situation. So the submissive is always in control. And that's the tough part. Keep in balance so you don't give away control. I hope y'all that are out there suffering from some mental illnesses can relate to this conversation. Because although I started with lame dates, they got me really thinking. And this person don't deserve my forgiveness, although I forgive them. I'll never trust them. At least as far as I can, as far as I can think of, but it does disappoint me that I have to dissolve a friendship now because it was by itself a great friendship, and I own up to my part because I could have allowed it to just stay a friendship, and I didn't. But what you gonna do? I'm human, and I'm catty. <laughs> Anyway, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Uh, see? All over the place. All over the place. But I can't help myself. I, My thought pattern is all over. I'm a mess. But that's, that's why I love my show. Because I can talk to anybody. 
I can almost empathize with everybody. I'm not going to say I can relate to everybody because everybody has their own situation. And unless the other person is sitting there, you only get my view and I get it. I mean, I did some stupid shit. And I probably am the one that finally sabotaged the friendship, but I was pushed to the brink of it. And that's the part. No one considers the actions that led to the reaction. They only consider the reaction and the consequences after the reaction. And that's where a lot of people get it wrong. Let's talk about the actions that occurred that led up to the reaction that happened to cause the consequences as they may be now. No one ever wants to have real conversation. No one ever wants to really talk about the the down and dirty stuff because it makes them uncomfortable. Well, I'm the person to ask the uncomfortable questions. I'm the person that asks all the bullshit up front. And I don't care if you get uncomfortable, but once you show me who you are, if there is a second chance, trust and believe, I'm looking at it in a different perspective. Yes, I may have still some of my reactive qualities, but I'm also paying attention to everything you say, everything you do. And once things fall as they may, I'm all right with most of the consequences because once things are exposed, they're exposed. You cannot unexpose them. And once a person reacts, you can't unreact to a situation now the consequences are we sit and have a conversation and or we don't sit and have a conversation. As long as there's no restraining orders and all that crap, that's not going to be me. I'm not one of them people. I won't ever put my hands on somebody or harm somebody unless they try and harm me first. I did not intentionally mean to do an act that broke a piece of property. But at the same token, I wasn't, I wasn't stable. So pay attention to your friends. Be a real friend. If you know your friend really suffers from something, regardless of if you want to accept it or not, regardless of if you want to believe it or not, if this person tells you and you've witnessed certain things that tell you that this person is telling the truth, believe them. If this person calls you, regardless of what you're doing, if you're their real friend, and say, hey, I'm having a hard way to go. I could really use X, Y, Z or whatever. Be that friend that go there, regardless of what you got going on. Put your hoes on hold. Put your niggas on hold. Whatever. Be there for that friend, even if it's just to speak to them for a while. 
because you, you never know, just your conversation might calm them down. That's that. Instead of leading it to bleed over to the next day or two or whenever the next time you speak to that person. Because now they went from a downer to an upper, a mania, an energy source that is above what they're normally used to. And between the two, that source is the most dangerous one because that's the one that you can't, you know, you don't know what's going to happen because that person's all over the place now. And if that person call you again and say, hey, I know you couldn't be there for me, but I need you now. You need to be able to be that friend to say, I'm here. Talk. Or, yes, I'll, I'm willing to go out my way to do X, Y, Z for you. That's a friend. That's a person that you want in your life the rest of your life. A person who's willing no matter what they got going on. They will drop everything to do for you. Just so that they make sure you're okay. And those are the only types of friends I really want in my life. Because <laughs> them other kind of friends, those are the friends that are always trying to get over on you. Those are friends that are always trying to manipulate the situation to make it look like they're great, but they're not. Those are the types of friends that give you those false hopes and promises of things being okay when they're part of the problem. So, yeah, be aware of who you call friend versus acquaintance versus just somebody you know. But you don't really know. Um, I don't know what to say. It's just. It's been a hard two months. And. Lesson learned. And lesson learned again. And. I'm alright with that. I thought I wasn't going to be. But. I'm alright on that. Because I know that. I've maintained who I am, and that's what I can control. I can only control who I am. And although I may have had a lapse in judgment, I'm still who I am. Because if I wasn't, I'd be back to who I was. And I'm not that person. And I'm not going to be that person because every day, I pray. I thank the universe. And I visit the beach to connect. To know that I'm okay. I got my meds. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to have that support that I really need. And so I really hope that my podcast that should have been late dates that ended up being mental health and all that <laughs> really resonates with someone out there or anyone out there because you don't have to look to someone famous not knocking them to understand what people are going through 
You can look to a friend. You can look to someone you don't even know, a stranger, who just wants you to know that you're not alone. And that even if no one else cares, I care. So till next time, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to my podcast. And I'll talk to y'all later. And your ass was sleep.